Hello, this is Tushta Krishna Das, and you're listening to ISKCON Denver podcast, where you can hear all of our classes and kirtans. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and share with others. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Jana Vallapa Giri Bharadhari Gopi Jana Vallapa Giri Bharadhari Yashoda Nandana Braja Jana Ranjana Yashoda Nandana Braja Jana Ranjana Jamuna Atira Vanachari Jamuna Atira Vanachari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabihari Gopi Janavalapa Giri Varadari Gopi Janavalapa Giri Varadari Yashoda Nandana Braja Jana Ranjana Yashoda Nandana Braja Jana Ranjana Jamuna Tira Vanachari Jamuna Tira Vanachari Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Leon Shripad Paramahamsa Parivraja Kacharyashto Tadatishishimar Is the Divine Grace Hesi Bhaktivedanta Swami Shila Prabhupada Ki Jai Krishna Vaishnavas, good morning. Just saving over the Zoom Sangha. I was just reading, I'm just reading the um, Prabhupada's Jaladuta diary to my kids and Prabhupada shares in one entry that he just they just went by the Azores Islands off of Portugal. So the Atlantic Ocean off of the Azores Islands has been blessed. <laughs> oh no no! Atusha Krishna Das Prabhu, please accept my humble obeisance as our glory to Srila Prabhupada. This is wonderful news. Yeah, Prabhupada, Prabhupada said he went. He saw the islands. He, after after going through Gibraltar and Mediterranean, coming into the Atlantic, and then he shares how you know on day so and so he passed by the Azores Islands. So I was telling. You. But but where, where can we find this information? Jaladuta diary. Prabhupada, they, they transcribed his diary entries. Jaladuta diary. Uh, uh, online, I can find it online. Uh, I'm not sure. Otherwise, I'll take a photo of the diary entry and WhatsApp it to you. But yeah, look up, look up online. 
Okay, uh, Jala Duta Diary, thank you very much. Wonderful news. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. So, continuing our reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 4, Chapter 8, Dhruva Maharaj leaves home. And today we're continuing with text 58. Just one second, I need to go get a Bhagavad Gita. Okay. So text four Haricharya Bhagavato Yavatya Purvasevitaha Ta Mantra Pridaye Naiva Rayunjam Mantra Murtaye Haricharya Bhagavato Yavatya Purvasevitaha Ta Mantra Pridaye Naiva Rayunjam Mantra Murtaye Haricharya Bhagavato Yavatya Purvasevitaha Tamantra Ridaye Naiva Prayunja Mantra Murtaye. Would anybody in the Sangha like to recite the shloka? Paricharya uh, Bhagavato Yavatya Purvasevitaha Tamantra Ridaye Naiva. Prayunjan Mantra Murtaye. Paricharyaha. Oh, so, oh, I'll, I'll just go ahead and say it through. Uh, and if, go ahead and if, if you're on mute, you're welcome to follow along. Paricharya, service, Bhagavata, of the personality of Godhead, Yavatyaha, as they are prescribed as above mentioned, Purva Sevitaha, recommended or done by previous Acharyas, Taha, that, Mantra, hymns, Ridayena, within the heart, Eva, certainly, Prayunjat, one should worship Mantra Murtaye, who is non-different from the mantra. Srila Prabhupada's translation and purport, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. One should follow in the footsteps of previous devotees regarding how to worship the Supreme Lord with the prescribed paraphernalia. Or one should offer worship within the heart by reciting the mantra to the Supreme Personality of Godhead who's non-different from the mantra purport. 
It is recommended here that even if one cannot arrange to worship the forms of the Lord with all recommended paraphernalia, one can simply think about the form of the Lord and mentally offer everything recommended in the Shastras, including flowers, chandampop, conch shell, umbrella, fan, and chamara. One can meditate upon offering and chant the 12-syllable mantra, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Since the mantra and the Supreme Personality of Godhead are non-different, one can worship the form of the Lord with the mantra in the absence of physical paraphernalia. The story of the Brahmana who worshiped the Lord within his mind as related in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu with the nectar devotion should be consulted in this connection. If paraphernalia is not present physically, one can think of the items and offer them to the deity by chanting the mantra. Such are the liberal and potent facilities in the process of devotional service. It's a nice closing. Such are the liberal and potent facilities in the process of devotional service. Translation again, one should follow in the footsteps of previous Achari devotees regarding how to worship the Supreme Lord with the prescribed paraphernalia. Or one should offer worship within the heart by reciting the mantra to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is non-different from the mantra. Omagyana timirandasya gyananjana shalakaya chakshuram militam jena tasmai shri gurave namaha Namo Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prashtaya Bhutale Srimati Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvisesha Shunya Vadi Paschatya Desha Tarine Vanchakal Paturubhyascha Kripasindhi Vyevacha Patitanam Pavani Bhyo Vaishnave Bhyo Namo Namaha Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhunityananda Sri Advaita Gadarhar Sri Vasadi Gauravakta Vrinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So today we're, we'll reference the Nectar of Devotion as Prabhupada recommended here. Um, one can consult the Nectar of Devotion uh, for this particular pastime. And before going into the theme of today's verse about, uh, basically it's discussing what we call Manasa Puja, worship of the deity in the mind, um, or also with mantra, and also this principle of following the footsteps of previous devotees. So before we go into discussing today's verse, I was just reflecting on uh, Bhagavad Gopal Prabhu sharing yesterday about Devamrita Swami and his reflections on um, the Chaitanya Charitamrita Marathon and the, the Chaitanya Shakti uh, principle. And uh, how the spiritual master empowers the disciple in ways that are inconceivable. So I was just thinking of this verse in the ninth chapter, Bhagavad Gita, text five in the purport, and uh, just wanted to follow up and share a reflection from that point he was nicely elaborating on. Uh, Prabhupada says here, his person, this is talking about Krishna, the Supreme Lord, his person is full of different potent energies and his determination is itself actual fact. In this way, this personality of God is to be understood. We may think of doing something, but there are so many impediments 
is sometimes it is not possible to do as we like. But when Krishna wants to do something, simply by his willing, everything is performed so perfectly that one cannot imagine how it is being done. The Lord explains this fact, although he's a maintainer and sustainer of the entire material manifestation, he does not touch this material manifestation. Simply by his supreme will, everything is created, everything is sustained, everything is maintained, and everything is annihilated. So I like this point that Krishna is in fact, he's, his energy is potent, his person is full of potent energies, and his determination is itself actual fact. And even something might be beyond our estimation or even consideration. Uh, but if Krishna wants to do something, simply by his willing, everything is performed so perfectly that one cannot imagine how it is being done. Just like Srila Prabhupada, he said it's just the time factor that's separating his clear intention he had, right, about having hundreds of you know, temples and schools and farms and talking to Mr. Rubin on the bench, seemingly inconceivable. You know, what's this elderly Swami talking about? And uh, if Krishna wants it done, it's going to be done. And it's just the time factor. Or there might be an impediment that may seem very difficult. So similar in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, those things that seem difficult, Katanchana Sprite Yashmin Dushkaram Sukaram Bhavet, Visprite Vipritam, Sri Chaitanya Namamritam, that uh, just by remembering Goranga, Lord Chaitanya, then difficult things become easy. And if one forgets Lord Chaitanya, easy things somehow become very difficult. So always remember Lord Chaitanya. Okay, so today's verse, one should follow the footsteps of previous devotees regarding how to worship the Supreme Lord with prescribed paraphernalia, but one should offer worship within the heart by reciting the mantra to the personality of Godhead who is non-different from the mantra. So we've been discussing about the archana process and in deity worship, there's a process, there's invocation mantras, there's whole preparation uh, before even starting one's puja. There's ask, there's uh, Bhuta Shuri mantras that are recited. For example, we recite Naham Vipro Nachanara Patir and uh, establishing ourselves and recalling ourselves after a you know, our, a few hours of sleep, it, we awaken and then we recite mantras to reestablish our memory and uh, awareness that we're an eternal servant of Krishna, servant of the servant. Um, and there's purificatory processes as performing achman. And, you know, one bathes. And then uh, before even the actual physical, one is gathering the, the articles, uh, for worship, getting all the items ready. And then there's what's called Manasa Puja. And this is kind of like, it's like a visualization. You can compare it to a visualization, just like in athletics. I remember with the sports that I played, a lot of times our coach even would encourage us before the game, just like I was, you know, in soccer, I was like left wing. And so I would just visualize certain movements that I might do and prepare myself for the game. And kind of, we would even discuss beforehand with the other players, have a little powwow, and even visualize how we're gonna do certain uh, maneuvers. And like that with any, you know, sports, you know, martial artists do this and all kinds of athletes, they'll, they'll visualize um, themselves in the game or in the fight. 
wherever, wherever they are and just kind of prepare themselves mentally. So similarly, before going into deity worship, so that the mind has some focus, because we know, and even in physical activities, if there's not kind of a preparation, one can just be very splayed out and inattentive and not be fully on, you know, in the game. So what to say of deity worship in relationship with the Supreme Lord? We have so much going on. Our, we have so much going on in our mind. So much um, lamentation, hankering, anxieties, plan making. Just unlimited. How much the mind is racing around, um, monkeying around. <laughs> and so the Manasa Puja process uh, involves a, um, a meditation of going through the upacharas or the various articles. For example, we do a basic one of sixteen upacharas. And with mantra, you can, you can recite the mantras internally, you know, welcoming the Lord, and then and then you're offering foot water, you know, water to wash the feet, and then fragrant oils, you massage the shilas or the deities. And um, yeah, and then you offer them bathing, snaniyam, and then offer them, you know, vashtram, you know, cloth and moliam and abaranani, jewelry and upavitram, the thread. So there's a whole process of Manasa Puja. And then so when one does the actual physical, just like we we're saying in athletics, when one then starts to use the articles, the mind is prepared. And there's also very beautiful dhyan mantras, meditations on uh, visual meditation on the, the, the environment of Vrindavan, so if you're doing puja for Radha and Krishna, there's mantras for, about Vrindavan and the worship of Radha and Krishna. If you're worshiping Gornitai, there's a mantra for meditating on Nabadweep and meditating on Lord Chaitanya and Lord Nityananda, beautiful descriptions that are there in the Archanapadi. So all that is there. So then when we actually start to maneuver and offer the Achman and you know, physically start to reciprocate with the deity form, dress them with cloth, there's a certain um, absorption. And fortunately with technology today, uh, we can be listening to a lecture of Prabhupada or Kirtan also while doing it. Traditionally, if there's no electrical outlet, then even during the puja, uh, one is reciting mantras, which then captures one's attention. It, it brings one's focus to the deities. Mantra delivers the mind from you know, all the restlessness and then brings the mind to attention on the Supreme Lord, Mantra. Um, and I'll read this pastime from Nectar Devotion. There's several other ones as well from Chaitanya Charitamrita. Um, we can also, yeah, anyways, if there's a few references that you can think of, some other ones uh, during the reflection time, we can share of different devotees who perform Manasa Puja and actually, and, and the experience was actualized, quote unquote, even on the physical platform. So some of our acharyas and personalities in Shastra experienced this through their Manasa Puja. So perhaps some, some of the devotees can share any remembrances from uh, various references. Um, but I'll just go ahead and I'll just go ahead into this. A reference that Prabhupada encouraged us to consult. He said one, one can consult the nectar devotion. And uh, 
regarding this pastime or this principle about worshiping the form of the Lord with mantra in the absence of physical paraphernalia. So this is a nectar devotion, techniques of hearing and remembrances. And this section is on meditation. So in some of the Puranas, the evidence is given that if someone is simply meditating on devotional activities, he has achieved the desired result and has seen face to face the personality of Godhead. In this connection, there's a story of the Brahma Vaivarta Purana that in the city of Pratishtanapur in South India, there was once a Brahmin who was not very well to do, but who was nevertheless satisfied in himself, thinking that it was because of his past misdeeds and by the desire of Krishna that he did not get sufficient money and opulence. So he was not at all sorry for his poor material position. And he used to live very peacefully. He was very open-hearted. And sometimes he went to hear some lectures delivered by great soul, realized souls. At one such meeting, while he was very faithfully hearing about Vaishnava activities, he was informed that these activities can be performed even by meditation. So this is in line with today's verse even about uh, one should follow in the footsteps of previous devotees. So he's hearing here from devotees how to worship. Just like ourselves, we're, we've learned from Srila Prabhupada. You hear from the early disciples how Prabhupada taught, taught them the basic processes of archana and puja. Very simple, actually. Um, and then things have become more elaborate as the years have gone on. We've learned more about the archana process. Uh, but we, we can see how Prabhupada was that personality who, who gave us... Um, you know, basically uh, set, you know, he, he, he was the trailblazer in how to uh, follow, follow the process of uh, Archana. He was informed that these activities can be performed even by meditation. In other words, if a person is unable to actually perform Vaishnava activities physically, he can meditate upon the Vaishnava activities and thereby acquire all of the same results. Because the Brahmana was not very well to do financially, he decided that he would simply meditate on grand royal devotional activities and he began this business thus. Sometimes he would take his bath in the river Godavari. After taking his bath, he would sit in a secluded place on the bank of the river and by practicing yoga exercises of pranayam, the usual breathing exercises, he would concentrate his mind. So here's an authorized uh, bhakti process of pranayam for preparing and executing uh, concentration of the mind during deity seva. These breathing exercises are meant to mechanically fix the mind upon a particular subject. That, are, that is a result of the breathing exercises and also of the different sitting postures of yoga. Formerly, even quite ordinary persons used to know how to fix the mind upon the remembrance of the Lord. And so the Brahmana was doing this. When he had fixed the form of the Lord in his mind, he began to imagine in his meditations that he was dressing the Lord very nicely in costly clothing with ornaments, helmets, and other paraphernalia. Then he offered his respectful obeisances by bowing down before the Lord. After finishing the dressing, he began to imagine that he was cleaning the temple very nicely. After cleansing the temple, he imagined that he had many water jugs made of gold and silver. And he took all those jugs to the river and filled them with the holy water. Not only did he collect water from the Godavari, but he collected from the Ganges, Jamuna, Narmada, and Kaveri. 
Generally, a Vaishnava, while worshiping the Lord, collects water from all these rivers by mantra chanting. Om Krom Gange Jumana Chaiva Godavari Saraswati Narmadu Sindhikavari Jalismin Sanidim Kuru. The Brahmana, instead of chanting some mantra, imagined that he was physically securing water from all these rivers in golden and silver water pots. Then he collected all kinds of paraphernalia for worship, flowers, fruits, incense, and sandalwood pulp. He collected everything to place before the deity. This is very, this is not easy to do, to be so absorbed in the details that is being given here. About It's very easy for the mind to just kind of fade out. And he's staying so focused here um, on all these uh, details of deity worship. All these waters, flowers, and scented articles were then very nicely offered to the deities to their satisfaction. Then he offered arati, and with the regulative principles, he finished all these activities in the correct worshiping method. He would daily execute similar performances as his routine work, and he continued to do so for many, many years. Then one day, the Brahmana imagined in his meditations that he had prepared some sweet rice with milk and sugar and offered the preparation to the deity. However, he was not very satisfied with the offering because the sweet rice had been prepared recently and it was still very hot. This preparation sweet rice should be not taken hot. The cooler the sweet rice, the better its taste. So because the sweet rice had been prepared by the Brahmana very recently, he wanted to touch it so that he could know whether it was fit for eating by the Lord. As soon as he touched the sweet rice pot with his finger, he immediately was burnt by the heat of the pot. In this way, his meditation broke. Now when he looked at his finger, he saw that it was burnt and he was wondering in astonishment how this could have happened. Because he was simply meditating on touching the hot sweet rice, he never thought that his finger would actually become burnt. While he was thinking like this, in Vaikuntha, Lord Narayan, seated with his goddess of fortune, Lakshmi, began to smile humorously. On seeing the smiling of the Lord, all the goddesses of fortune attending the Lord became very curious and asked Lord Narayan why he was smiling. The Lord, however, did not reply to their inquisitiveness, but instead immediately sent for the Brahmana. An airplane sent from Vaikuntha immediately brought the Brahmana into Lord Narayan's presence. When the Brahmana was thus present before the Lord and the goddess of fortune, the Lord explained the whole story. The Brahmana was then fortunate enough to get an eternal place in Vaikuntha in the association of the Lord and his Lakshmis. This shows how the Lord is all pervading in spite of it being locally situated in his abode. Although the Lord is present in Vaikuntha, he was present also in the heart of the Brahmana when he was meditating on worshiping on the worshiping process. Thus we can understand that things offered by the devotees, even in meditation, are accepted by the Lord and they help one achieve the desired result. So this is very profound because my experience is that even we have the opportunity financially and physically with materials, we have flowers, we have chandan, we actually have, you know, chandan and, um, you know, a stick of sandalwood and we have the stone to grind it and we have milk and rice and we, we make sweet rice and we have flowers and we have dress and we have oils, achman cups, paraphernalia, we have all those items. And even with all those items, how to continue year after year without becoming mechanical or without thinking, you know, just without, without being distracted or even while making the offering thinking, what am I gonna have for lunch or breakfast or dinner? You know, oh, so-and-so is cooking today. I, 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 I'm looking forward to having the meal. 
this this brahmana here he didn't he he wasn't even thinking like he even if he wanted to the sweet rice wasn't going to be there after the offering so 100% absorption 100% absorption there was not a, a, a farthing of any sense that I'm going to be enjoying uh, this or um, he was so absorbed in it that even without the articles he was fully present 100% so how much more so um, we need to regularly remind ourselves to be 100% present and so therefore in deity worship or in japa sadhana or in kirtan sadhana it's so important to be, to be present otherwise it could become mechanical and the full effect of the service and the mantra and the puja may not be the effect may not be there so therefore there are things for example in the pajari room on the altar while chanting japa there's recommendations that a round shouldn't be interrupted. Um, ideally, if one can focus on a stretch of japa or kirtan with some intensity and attention, not just kind of getting rounds done mode, uh, but actual like, you know, sitting and honing in and being present with Krishna. He's not different than a name. Namachintamani Krishna's Chaitanya Rasa Vigraha Purna Shadonitya Mukto Viratum Namanamino. So we know that. Um, without attentive chanting, then the other offenses follow. Or for example, in Archana, um, we minimize the talking on the altar, even in the Pajari room, we, the whole environment, we try to keep it around, you know, the king, the queen, the king and the queen, the supreme, we're, we're tending to the supreme king and the queen. And although, you know, at least I see my mind, it might be going through so many things, um, we try to focus it on the services. And that might mean there might be some intensity there as far as you know, the, the proper items and the procedures and some of the logistics that may need to be maintained because if you're serving the king and queen, um, there's no room for mistakes, right? So one has to be very attentive and vigilant and even in interacting with the other servants of the king and the queen, there needs to be proper order and communication and etc. or else the lead servant then will have to address whatever uh, mishaps are there. So similarly in Kirtan, it's recommended that at least the person leading the Kirtan, there should be, a, there should be the presence of pure devotees in Kirtan for, so that Shudanam is being chanted or at least devotees who are aspiring and uh, living the life of a sadaka with proper sadachar that they're representing the, the process of Kirtan. Um, one other thing before going into reflections. Oh yeah, maybe Bala Prabhu, since you're quite quick looking up references, Prabhupada, it's a beautiful class. I can't remember exactly where it's from, the, the details, but I remember hearing a class where Prabhupada said, you can worship Krishna in the heart. And he says, um, you can decorate the Sringasan, the throne in the heart, and it will actually be, and it actually is, meaning that that meditation of preparing an altar or a throne and then placing Krishna on the heart, that just by doing that, it is actual fact. It's not just a, a, a representation. Um, yeah, so those are a few thoughts that came to my mind uh, with this verse uh, about deity worship, and then also following in the footsteps of previous devotees. Uh, I was sharing with Ananda Suno maybe the other day, just how fortunate we are we have such an authorized process in our practice 
of the previous acharyas. It, our spiritual practices aren't just like a make-believe or just a whimsical or maybe I'll just you know do this and do this ritual and that ceremony because it kind of feels good and I looked it up on YouTube and that kind of looks cool and I can make an altar like this and you know just kind of speculate and be creative which at least the intention is good let's say someone is interested in making an altar and engaging in some ceremony that that intention is sincere that wow I want to experience some sacred space and some sacred ceremony and ritual to something greater than I am and that that you know there's a there's some credibility in, in acknowledgement even if it is speculative and imaginary but how fortunate we are that we have a path that for thousands of years there's previous acharyas who've chalked out a process and path where you know these mantras you know these upachara mantras and the gayatri mantras and the Bij mantras, these have been, you know, chanted from acharyas from thousands of years ago. And here we are still uh, chanting these mantras. And even there's mudras and uh, processes that are, that have been given to us by previous acharyas. So how wonderful that we're part of this lineage and it, it, it gives us a certain kind of comfort, safety, credibility, um, a, a sense of like authenticity. And that, uh, it's there. It's it's there in our line, and, and we're, we're we're carrying on. We're carrying on that torch, very carefully. And Prabhupada is very happy to see that worship was going on. He he wanted his leaders to see that devotees were continuing with their practice of rising early, chanting their japa. These practices are going on, so that in generations to come, uh, the same processes can continue without deviation. Okay. So, um, I think, Bala Prabhu, did you uh, find that letter or that reference, that lecture Prabhupada gives? Uh, I'm looking for it, Prabhu, but I haven't, I haven't found it yet. Okay. Yeah, the gist of it is he gives a talk about, I think you've heard that lecture probably establishing the throne in the heart and decorating it very elaborately and how just by that process it's there. Okay. Well, um, Let's go to some reflections. There's several references in our Shastras, some of the biographies of our prominent Acharyas uh, who experienced quite, quite uh, similar to this Brahmana doing Manasa Puja or even having a, a worshiping a deity in the form of Shalagram Shila and Shalagram Shila worship, it's a little limited how much uh, shrink, how much uh, jewelry and cloth, vashtram that is available um, in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Also, we have some references of devotees going into meditation and experiencing a connection with the Lord directly through their meditation. So I'll open it up to the Sangha a little bit. If uh, anyone would like to share some reference regarding our acharyas, devotees who we're doing some Manasa Puja or some type of deity worship and um, a, a very tangible actualization manifested. Hare Krishna Prabhu. Hare Krishna Mother Nidra. Thank you. Nice class. Um, I was just thinking of that Brahmana who came to visit 
at um, Nimai's house. And Nimai was always taking the offerings of the rice and frustrating the Brahmana. And, um, but he kept, you know, kept doing his worship. Everyone was, you know, kind of encouraging him, don't give up. And, um, and then because he was so sincere in his worship, then he actually gets the understanding, you know, the revelation when he sees Nimai in the evening hours. Um, uh, uh, oh, you know, don't tell anybody, but um, he, I'm revealing myself to you. I'm your worshipable deity. So in the sincerity of the Brahmin, he was, you know, given uh, that reciprocation because of his worship. Thanks, Prabhu. Like, yeah. He was like, oh, oh, he was getting so angry. And and then, or no, Jagannath Mishra was getting so angry. And the Brahmin said, no, no, don't chastise him, don't chastise him. Finally, uh, they all fell asleep by the Nidra Devi's Shakti, the, the residents of the house. And then he might reveal himself late at night, actually. Very late at night. And yeah, very ecstatic pastime. Bala Prabhu, I saw you came on briefly. Some other reference from you. Hare Krishna Prabhu, thank you for a really nice class. Uh, I was thinking about um, Nisringananda Brahmachari, who uh, during the time of Lord Chaitanya, when Lord Chaitanya was going to go to Vrindavan, was it? And he was going to go to, he stopped at Kanai Natashala. And so the Sringananda Brahmachari, while Lord Chaitanya was traveling, he was making the road uh, in meditation. He was like laying down flower petals, making the scene very beautiful. And it even got to a point where in his meditation, he offered the prasadam to Jagannath Baladev Subhadra, or Lord Jagannath, Lord Chaitanya, Nisringa, uh, Lord Nisringadev, and Lord Chaitanya ate all three offerings. And so this was all happening in his meditation. And then he even told the devotees, oh, Lord Chaitanya is not gonna come here. He came and he went. And the devotees were like, what? We, we didn't even see Lord Chaitanya. And so it was all going on in his meditation. Beautiful. But could I, could I ask a quick question, Prabhu? Yeah, please. If it's okay with everybody else. Yeah. Um, so somebody might hear your class and hear these examples of these great personalities performing Manasa Seva, performing Puja in the mind. And for somebody who's neophyte, maybe it's better that they do the physical, but they want to do the meditation. So where, where does it become actual service instead of imagination? Or because we hear about the Brahmin that you just read about, and it was due to lack of finances that he couldn't worship properly. And so then he did the meditation and it was as good. So where does the you know the yeah. of imagination and meditation? Well, when yeah, just a few things. When you brought that up, Prabhupada in one lecture, he says if one has the resources, there's no question one should offer the best ingredients that they can get is you get the best quality ingredients the best jewelry the best cloth just like brenda now is in touch with yuga Kishori and they're figuring out the radastami outfits it's not that oh we'll just meditate on radastami and meditate that radharani is getting no we the deities here as uh, the, in the lecture the other day she played the how we can't dress the virat rupa so krishna takes this form of the deity and we can 
we can directly, um, yeah, if we have whatever means we have, it's important. Just like in Japa, Haridas Thakur, yeah, he could chant 64 rounds, murmuring some loud and then some in his mind. Uh, for us, the recommendation is to actually hear. Uh, we, we should not think we're at the stage of Haridas Thakur that we can just do our Japa Manasa just in the mind. This is an advanced uh, platform of practice. So Prabhupada taught us that it's important that the tongue and the lips are moving and we can hear Krishna's name. Um, going back to your point, yeah, um, we don't want to take it cheaply. We don't want to be sahaja about it. Um, ideally, for the sadakas in the Vaidhi stage, um, whatever opportunity we have, um, the deities are there. So, therefore, important to offer obeisance, you know, come and physically offer obeisances to the deities, physically get in the kitchen and cook physically dress the deities, perform achman, and go through all that. It's actually very important to do that for some time. And while doing that, for example, let's say even, let's, you're gonna be coming in and cooking shortly. So, you know, even sitting, coming in front of Radha Govinda and just meditating that you're a servant of Guru and Goranga and Srimati Radharani and you're going into her kitchen and a whole, you know, there can be a visual a meditation that, you know, Krishna is yours and I'm here to assist my guru and the parampara and, and, and to please Srimati Radharani and to be an instrument to do something nice for Krishna. One can take a few minutes um, and then go into the kitchen, right? There, there's a, and, and, and that, that three, four minutes could be very empowering versus, or like going on to the altar, spending a little time and, and having that, uh, doing that manasa puja or that preparation. Uh, but going back to your point, not that if we do have the opportunity, uh, not that we just make as an excuse so that I don't have to do the do the actual physical seva. We we need we need to engage our senses and our our yeah our senses because by default, especially for the Narta Navriti stage, there's so many things that are attracting our senses. So we need to engage our hands and eyes and ears and smells and um, movements, you know, even our legs. Okay, I got to use my legs to like get to the temple, or else I'm going to use my legs for, you know, whatever, trying to do something else. And um, so, yeah, I, I liked your point. Do you have some more reflections, Prabhu, regarding this point of imagination and not prematurely avoiding doing the actual tangible seva? I, I really enjoyed your answer, Prabhu. And Kind of reflecting on what you said about you know sadhana and you know actually doing the physical work, it does seem that uh, Shilarupa Goswami in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, when he specifically talks about sadhana bhakti, vaidhi sadhana bhakti, and you know making sure you don't commit the fences and the sixty-four angas, it's all pretty much physical. Do, uh, in relation with the senses, so even like Kriti Sadhya, Bhavet Sadhya, Sadhanabhida, it's, it's all with the senses. And then when one gets to Raghunuga Sadhana Bhakti, then it's more Manasa because you've gone through the Vaidhi Sadhana and you're more purified. And so even like Madhurya Kadambini and these other Padatis that we have, you know, handbooks for Krishna consciousness, it does seem to if you're going to do any manasa seva, 
then the consciousness has to be at a certain um, cleansing point. Otherwise, then it's just all speculation and imagination. And then we could actually, you know, like you said, go to that Sahajia point that we're thinking we're on a platform that we're actually not. And it's just all within our material mind. Kind of thing. Nice. Thank you for those references. Very nice. Some other, some other, you know, Bala, if you have any others or uh, Shamir Prash, Mother Nidra, any other devotees can remember from Shastra, some devotees who were so absorbed that something particularly actualized from their meditation. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Shamir Prash Bhu. So, um... I was remembering the Chaitanya Chaitanya. There was a devotee, I think his name was, was either Kali Das or Kali Krishna Das, the one who wanted to take the remnants of every Vaishnava in Bengal. So he went to Jadu Thakur. And Jadu Thakur was a simple, simple man. I, I, apparently, he was not very wealthy because he offered Jadu Thakur a, a mango. He said, This is a gift for you. And uh, he wanted to take his remnants, but Jadu Thakur was very humble and said, no, that, that wouldn't be appropriate. So he hid in a ditch, <laughs> he hid nearby. And uh, it's said that Jadu Thakur took the gift and went and gave it to his wife and his wife offered it in her mind. And uh, that's stated specifically in the Chitan Chirtamad and they honored it as Prashadam. And then when he threw the remnants, then uh, Kali Krishnadas came in and jumped on it and honored the, the Vaishnava remnants. Very nice. Well, thank you for that one. Beautiful. There was a, there's another one, the three Acharyas, I believe it, is it, was it Shamananda? Maybe someone can share the incidents with Shamananda and the Nupar. Um, yeah, I can share that. I was, I don't know if anyone shared about um, building the road for Lord Chaitanya. Yeah, Bala. Yeah, Bala. Bala oh, yeah, Nishringa. No, it's okay. Nishringa Brahmachari. Yeah, well, there was one, there's that story with Shamananda, which he, didn't his his name changed? Yeah, there was a whole past time with that Because he had given him a name. Anyway, so basically from what I remember is that he, is that um, Radharani lost her or um, jewelry and uh, well he goes in and out of meditation right oh, I think I'm getting all confused actually because there's different stories but there's one of Harida Chaitanya and then there's another one where and I don't know if it's the same person but they find the jewel in the lake okay you're gonna have to tell it because I'm not I think there's two yeah, I haven't read it for a while. I was going to ask uh, Tulsi or Bala or Shamya about the Nupar and Shamananda and the tea lock and the yeah. whole meditation of that. Bala, do you have a, you have quite a developed memory. Um, can you refresh in us on that particular instance? Uh, if my memory serves correct in Bhakti Ratnakar, it talks about Shamananda Prabhu was sweeping the courtyard of the Radha temple. And he found Nupur or the inklet 
of Shimati Radhika. And then Lalita actually came to ask for it back or something like that and said, oh, I have to give it my uh, Swamini. She left it and I need it back. And at one point, Shimati Radhika came and personally placed the Nupur on his forehead. And then that's how he got the tilak, right? Mm, yeah. I, I can't remember much more than that. And he also found, he found this brick, he found the anklet in the courtyard. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It actually, yeah, it came to be. It wasn't just like his, yeah, he entered in, he, he entered in, in his, you know, in his perfected form, in his spiritual form into that pastime. Yeah. And when you brought up Shamananda Pandit, I was thinking of Naratam Das Thakur, of when he was boiling the milk in his Swarup, and then he burnt his hands in the meditation, and then he wanted to cover up his hands so nobody could see like what happened in his meditation. Oh, really nice. Yeah, beautiful. Wait, yeah, his Nitya Seva of boiling milk. Yes. Was anything else, Baba? Okay. And uh, one other thing I was appreciating as far as our acharyas absorbed in deity worship, um, we see the Goswamis and how they were, yeah, they were, they were Paramahamsas. And at the same time, they kept a very regulated uh, process of deity worship. And we see even with Gopal Bhatta Goswami, he was uh, gifted, or yeah, these shilas, he didn't feel worthy to worship these shilas. So he was putting him back in the river and they would jump out. Anyhow, uh, part of the pastime with Gopal Bhatta Goswami is one of the shilas he began to worship. And then a wealthy person gave him paraphernalia and he was like how do i you know i had this shila and I was, i've been given all this paraphernalia just like if you have a small shalagram shila someone gives you flutes and dress and you know bugle and flutes and um you know all kinds of paraphernalia you're like well how, how am i going to use this and he was so absorbed and so he had so much bhakti and so much uh, desire to serve krishna with this paraphernalia that uh, the one shila self-manifested and that's the Radharaman uh, deity that is still being worshipped in Vrindavan and so the power and absorption of these devotees and how much they um, were so uh, dedicated with so much feeling in their worship of the deity. Jai, so thank you. If you have any uh, further reflections on this uh, theme, um, please share um, I was just thinking, you know, we have a few devotees with us, Krishna Shar Prabhu and maybe Mother Parmeshri is there, Mother Nidra, who've been absorbed in worshiping the deity for years and years, uh, side by side preaching. And uh, so if you have any reflections regarding some of the experiences and realizations you're having from the Archana process, from performing Manasa Puja, and or if devotees have any questions or further references uh yeah please do share anything that was brought up and read from today 
I have a question. Yes, Ijai Krishna Prabhu, please share. Um, but maybe more reflections related to Manasa Seva uh, from, from senior devotees. I can wait. That's okay. We can, you can go ahead. No, no uh, rigidity as far as the order of reflections and questions. So yeah, please, please carry so, on. Um, um, Tushta Krishna Das Prabhu, please accept my humble obeisances, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you for your wonderful uh, class. And my question is related to the following uh, passage um, related to, to the purport. And I quote, uh, if, if paraphernalia is not present physically, one can think of the items and offer them to the deity by chanting the mantra. Such are the liberal and potent facilities in the process of devotional service, end quote. So uh, Prabhu, um, uh, before I ask my question, I need to, to bring to you the, the following introduction, uh, a brief one. Uh, on Monday, we heard uh, Shania Pras Prabhu saying that without uh, the worship of the, of the deity, the form of the deity, we are risking to become uh, impersonalists. Then on Tuesday, yesterday, Balgopal Das Prabhu said that without the mercy of the Shastras, it is not possible to understand uh, the body of Lord, Lord Krishna. And uh, in relation to Shikshastakam, we find Lord Chaitanya saying that there are no rigid rules for the chanting of the Mahamantra. And, and here I find Srila Prabhupada in his purpose saying that um, uh, devotional service um, uh, is, uh, um, I'm sorry, uh, 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 he, he brings the, the, the words liberal and, and facilities. So, so in, in relation to this introduction, I need, I need to ask the following question. Um, and, and, and my question is also related to be, being a speculator and being a proper worshiper of God. So uh, uh, while I am a singular person, I am an individual and, uh, and I have a, a, a free will and at least my need freedom for, for action. In relation to uh, uh, using the facilities and how liberal devotional service can be, how far, how far can I go hmm. in, in order to avoid, like, like Bob Prabhu was saying right uh, just now, uh, in order to avoid, uh, you said it also being uh, becoming a Sahaja and, and situations of the same sort. Yeah. Is it, is it that uh, 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 my, my mind can be used in any way? So there's this phrase, 
um, strict with oneself and liberal with others. And I would say it's healthy for a sadaka that has learned, for example, like for example, yesterday we just did a program with college students and, you know, we, maybe some of them aren't vegetarian, aren't following the regulative principles, maybe someone, some of them still take intoxication. Um, they're definitely not doing, I would say they're definitely not doing the sadachar of, of what a um, sadaka um, is required as far as principles of rising early, bathing. But there we were uh, chanting the Hare Krishna mantra. Now, for myself, if I just start to hang out and give up my prescribed rules and regulations of right, let's say like, yeah, well, you know, I'm just going to hang out with the students and get up at eight in the morning and check my internet and have some coffee and yeah, chant some Hare Krishna because it's so liberal. Uh, that's not going to be progressive. So it's, it's important for us as liberal and potent such are the liberal important facilities in the process of devotional service, meaning that there's, there's an opportunity for everyone. So if, if we don't have the facility, if we don't have the paraphernalia, uh, then we're not restricted. We can still do practices. Just, I mean, the, the discipline, in fact, without the paraphernalia, when we read about the South Indian Brahmana, it requires even more mental discipline, more vigilance, to do that year after year, uh, that's not easy. It takes more discipline. The tendency is if um, without the, yeah, again, so without paraphernalia, without the structure, um, the tendency is, yeah, we could actually become quite lackadaisical and speculative or even neglectful in our routine duties. So that's kind of, when, when I just heard your question, I was just thinking of that. Um, without the structure and without the paraphernalia, it actually requires even a more mental vigilance, a more mental discipline to make sure that, all right, this morning, I, I'm going to sit for half an hour and, and really absorb myself in meditating on uh, the deity form. Or just like, you know, we're not chanting, Prabhupada gave us 16 rounds. So, all right, how am I spending my two hours a day, that concentrated time with Krishna, um, that concentrated time doing my service, etc.? Um, you, you were asking, yeah, how, what was the phrase, what was the term you used, how far, or, um, how far, how, how far can I, because I'm asking this question because, uh, um, is it that, uh, uh, I think that to be more exact in relation to my question, I think it, it's more proper for me to ask from you the following. Is it, is it that with uh, uh, the sadhaka, the sadhaka uh, if he wants to be recognized as a genuine sadhaka, is it that he must not give up uh, consulting with his authority in order to know how far he can go uh, uh, in relation to using the facilities and how liberal uh, devotional service can be? Okay. All right. Yeah, very good point. So therefore, I liked your question. It relates to today's verse. One should follow in the footsteps of previous devotees regarding how to worship the Supreme yes. Lord, prescribed paraphernalia, yes. or one should offer worship within the heart. So 
yeah, whether we're, we're, whether we're doing worship in the heart, whether we're doing worship with prescribed paraphernalia, you, you made a very good point. It is, it's very important to consult. I, I remember I have, when I first took my second initiation, I was in Gitanagri with Mother Kalini, then Laguna Beach, and I was consulting with devotees who were longtime Pujaris. And when I received my Gobardhan Shila and Shalagram Shila, this devotee Chaitanya Bhagavat showed me the 16 Upacharas, how to perform them while traveling, how to pack the deity. So everything was done with consultation. Our cooking is done with constant, just like, you know, we have cookbooks from Jamuna Devi and various, you know, um, Kumar, or yeah, Korma Prabhu. Uh, so there's consultation in all fields of services. And it is advisable and healthy to regularly check in and consult, whether it's the Shastra, um, the, the devotees, the, for example, we have a deity worship ministry we can write to various senior Vaishnavas, even for example, Jananivas, there's Krishna Shetras Maharaj, there's uh, devotees who have been absorbed. You know, even in our own local residence here, we have Mother Nidra and Krishna Shar Prabhu, Mother Parameshri who've been doing deity worship for years. They were trained. And so there's a, there's a parampara, there's a parampara. And yeah, definitely good to consult regularly. And then, and then also check the, Check the roadmaps, check the books, check the shastras. Am I, am I forgetting some mantras? Like in the morning, I always like to just look at the procedures visually. I just check, all right, before I take a seat, PTV, you know, there's a, there's a verse offering respects to Mother Earth. Then there's invoking, invoking the sacred waters into our um, vessels and um, purifying the flowers in the bell. So I just kind of make sure, because even after doing it for years, it's just helpful to make sure that I'm honoring the procedure. And that way it kind of helps with my concentration and it prevents us from being neglectful or possibly speculating. But especially for me, it, it helps me from becoming neglectful. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes, and uh, uh, if I may very quickly, um, uh, uh, Sometimes it happened for, for us here in Portugal that when I was um, helping the devotees in, in um, Lisbon and Oporto City, uh, uh, um, F, uh, um, in relation to the offering of Borga, um, uh, uh, sometimes I would be there hearing uh, 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 such comments as, okay, uh, is is it that this is prasada or is it that this is still boga? Did did uh, did Krishna accept it or not? And why why these com these comments were there? Because we are we were doubtful in relation to uh, how proper uh, the, the the offering. Um, uh, was made. Uh, um, maybe some negligence was there, and and then Krishna didn't accept it. And we were we were instead of honoring uh, Prasadam, we were there uh, uh, eating burger. Um, uh, I do not know if, in accordance with your experience, these things can happen. Sometimes the 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 the, the, the food the, the food comes from the altar. And just because of, of negligence, 
from the Pujari or from of or from uh, uh, present in in the the way uh, the offering was made by the the devotee who offered it. Uh, maybe uh, Krishna didn't accept it, and 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 the, the 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 food comes from the altar, being still Gorga and not Prasadam. Yeah, I mean there uh, are there are, there are there are references where Prabhupada, you know, he was able to understand the con he he could understand the consciousness of the devotee that cooked. Um, I would say from my side, I wouldn't be comfortable. I, I would say even if one is not on the the pure purest platform, the fact that the, one is showing up and going through the proper procedures and also they're living uh, a, a, a sadaka life and they're really putting applying themselves, then um, yeah, once that once that goes on the offering, yeah, that's that's between Guru and Krishna and the disciple. I would I would say I would I would from my side personally I would say if the devotee is sincerely observing proper sadhana sadachar and and also honoring the procedures. Now, for example, one could do everything very perfectly mechanically, uh, but without any bhakti. You know, they might show up on time, be very clean, but without any bhakti. So the mood is very important. I remember with Jamuna Devi when I was we Brenda and I visited her. She uh, she had a little plate of some nuts and dried fruits and a little sweet, and then. She said, oh, your Giriraj, he received a hillock of sandesh and a mountain of lot. <laughs> she was just like, and as she was sharing like what she offered, part of me just, you know, my mind said, well, I just saw a little plate. But as she was sharing that, I said, wow, Giriraj, just, he did get a hill of sandesh. She said it was such devotion and purity and, and, and um, simplicity. She, you know, she, she would, um, Put the offering on the altar and then we were traveling with one devotee gopi mata and she would just go outside on her swing and she said gopi let's make the offering together and they would just sit on the swing and start you know singing the mantras to Prabhupada, and it was just so heartfelt and i and i thought i can't imitate that and she's she's so absorbed in her meditation on radha radha bihari and uh that when she shared with me i was experiencing as neophyte, as I was experiencing, wow, Giriraj just got a hill of Sandesh. <laughs> and uh, no, no question about it coming from someone like Jamuna Devi. Um, of but, again, uh, uh, but again, what, yeah, going back to your point, yeah, it is, it is good to constantly refine ourselves, ask for feedback. And um, Prabhupada did want us to be very attentive and conscientious so that the, the person that's cooking and the person that's offering that they're properly situated. So when the prasadam is distributed, people are receiving um, prasad from Krishna. It's not just that we hire someone who can cook good. We hire someone who can do some puja. Yeah, then may, the potency of the prasad may not be as much as one who is just going into it with a full, sincere attitude of bhakti and service to Guru and Krishna. Yeah. Uh, Tushta Krishna Das Prabhu, thank you for your wonderful answer uh, and wonderful class. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Any closing reflections, Mother Nidra, Krishna Prabhu? Thanks a lot, Prabhu. I was just uh, reflecting how uh, through the decades that um, Radha Govinda have uh, supported and encouraged so much uh, 
uh, outreach, you know, book distribution, Prashadam distribution, Harinam, uh, all these wonderful things to reach out to the souls. So many times the uh, Pujaris over the years would say, wow, Radha Govinda are like in the mood of Gornikai here. They have that, that really special, merciful mood. And uh, so uh, we're just seeing how like we're told in, in Mayapur, how uh, Lord Nishingadev, he takes on a certain mood of um, Panchatattva, mercy mood, Odari mood and like that. Uh, because of the nature of the Dom and the nature of the servitors. So I just wanted to say that about Radhagovinda. Thanks, Prabhu. Jai. Coming from you, that's very enlivening to hear. Thank you, Mother Nidra. And it's such so nice to see your example of Pancharatraki and Bhagavad Vidhi side by side. And just what an example every day on the altar, reciting your I still see you using the manual, the Archanapati manual and you, you're very chaste and loyal to the procedures of upper, offering the upacharas. And then, um, yeah, and then your japa sadhana. And then, you know, we hear the book scores in the morning, the nine to 15 books. So uh, thank you for just really setting that example. I, I always appreciate it. I say, hey, Mother Nidra, she's still opening the DD manual book. So I can, so it says here, one should follow in the footsteps of previous devotees. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure that I, refer to the book and not neglect or speculate. So thank you for those, those examples you said. Okay, well, thank you um, Vaishnavas for your association and sharing beautiful reflections from the Shastras and realizations. Um, we'll end here. Grantara Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Jai. Srila Prabhupada ki jai. Jai. Or Bhakta Brinda, Hari Hari Bo. Hari Hari Bo, Sushta Krishna Das Prabhu Ki Jai. Hey. Wonderful, wonderful class. Iskandar, the best Sangha ever. <laughs> My God, this is the very best of bhakti. <laughs> Thank you for all your uh, daily attendance, Vijay Krishna Prabhu. Appreciate no, you. I, I, I'm amazed with with how how developed uh, uh, your 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 devotion uh, uh, is. Uh, the way you you deal with with bhakti is so 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 inspiring and so so rich. Thank you very much, Prabhu. I will. The Sangha here is very enlivening. I think we're all nourished by your questions and reflections. And I know I'm nourished by all our Sangha here. We have a, we have a small core group and um, yeah, it's really nice to, I really appreciate the Vaishnavas here, their absorption in Shastra and Seva and Sadhana. So. Yes, all, all, all the devotees here. So, so, so wonderful. So we're happy you can be with us and uh, it was wonderful oh, hearing. I'm the happiest, the happiest uh, person uh, uh, just because I'm here, Prabhu. So I, I'm really fulfilled. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. We'll see you tomorrow. Hare Krishna. Tomorrow. Haribo. Haribo.